To another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Dustin Lunt. Hello, everyone. And I am coming in second, saying hello. I am Jake Trowbridge. What up, people? How are you doing tonight, Jake? I'm doing great. Great. I wonderful. Uh, amazing. And ready to drink. And well, talk f- football? Eh, we'll see. Okay. Fair enough. First things first. Let's let's get right into it. Uh, beer of the week. Bum, yes. Beer of the week. I'm kind of excited about this. I'm not going to lie. Only kind of. Only kind of. Okay. I mean, I'm a big fan of Great Lakes Brewing. Let's get real excited. Yeah. It's Great Lakes Brewing Holy Moses Raspberry White Ale. And the description is an ale with spices and raspberries. So, I don't know. I just Are you a raspberry know. guy? I bought these ones, and I don't know your fruit levels for beers, but this felt safe. We'll see. Okay. I'm, I'm not right. necessarily the biggest fruit beer guy, but if uh-huh. it's like a muted, just nice, I like a nice light fruit. I don't want it overpowering. If you get kicked in the tart with some raspberry, are you going to be real disappointed? I will be a little disappointed. Okay. Well, let's see. But it's not crystal clear. No. God, It's no. a little hazy. It's dark. Uh, it's got a little bit of a tint to it, not not like it's pink or anything, but it's got it's not it's not nice and bright and brilliant like I would expect. <laughs> brilliant, that's brilliant. the best use I've heard of the word brilliant. Yeah, at least on this podcast. Well, thank you. All right, cheers. Cheers. It didn't smell super raspberry. No, nor would I say it's like potent. But it's got a nice aftertaste. It has a nice aftertaste of raspberries. Ooh, yeah. Um, it's very light. It's a very light beer. I can I can almost taste the raspberry fur on it. That's something that's appetizing to people, right? <laughs> that is. Okay. No, it really does taste good. Um, and not like that bullshit way where it just, it's like somebody squeezed a bunch of raspberries into a Bud Light or something. No. It's like, Here, you drink this. This is really good, actually. Yeah, it's not too bad. I would probably, you know, just Ooh. have the one. Ooh. Um, but like I could see... One out of your six-pack? Yeah. I, I think could I could s- go two or three on this guy. I could see on a nice hot summer day like we've had, though, sitting uh-huh. out in the sun, how this would be a very refreshing beer. It's a porch drinking beer. Yeah. Maybe at that time I would have two, but just, you know, if I, like, went to a bar, I'd, yeah. I'd have the one, and I'd probably be satisfied with that and move on to try something else. Well, fine. But it's very drinkable. It I do. Is. I do like it. Another good beer by Great Lakes. I mean, they do good beer. They I have to, to say, almost never do wrong. Coming in at a at a hefty six point two for this oh, type of beer. So, that is very surprising. Um, yeah, I don't know that I would maybe trust myself to have more than two or three at this point, as they are very tasty. So let's move on to uh, somebody else who's been drinking quite a few t- tasty ales. Um, drunk trade of the week. Drunk trade. This one comes from some son of a bitch on Reddit whose name I forgot to put in again. Uh, but it doesn't matter. We can't job. tag him. We can't tag him on Twitter. But what if he's listening, or she I is listening, know. and then they're like, "Oh, the sons of bitches! They didn't, you know, give me my due." 
Well, you know what? They're going to have to deal with disappointment in life at some point or another. Why don't we get them prepared for that right now? Well, fair enough. Although, to be fair, they've already dealt with some severe disappointment well, if this uh, drunk trade is accurate. Very true. Coming in off Reddit, this drunk trade says, This past year, I was drunk slash high, so a drunk high trade. I think this is a first for one of those. It is a first for this podcast. And was talked into trading D. Hopkins. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that it's DeAndre Hopkins. And Zach Ertz for Jordan Howard and Devin Funches. Ugh. Worst trade I've ever made. Ugh. The league commissioner actually vetoed it because he thought it was an accident. But I reluctantly resubmitted the trade because I had agreed to it, even though I was under the influence. Having integrity in fantasy football sucks. Well, I will say bravo to you, sir or ma'am, who Poor we real. don't know who it is. You just got to uh, drop that shit in so much. Uh, but bravo for having integrity, because integrity yes. is important. Um, and you know, how, and not using the excuse that I was drunk or high or both, you know, and I made a terrible decision. You know, well, you, I mean, that's went, the reason. Yeah, but you still went through it. Said no, I'm owning up to this. I, yes, I agreed. And that's a class move. Yes, that's that a is real class move. You don't find a lot of those class moves in fantasy. No, football. especially one that's so lopsided like this. This is probably I mean, the fuck. worst one we've had so far. I would say it's up there. I mean, it's this is. This one just It doesn't matter hurts. what scoring format you have. It doesn't matter no. you have two, what time of the year you, you got this. You have arguably the top player at two separate positions, <laughs> and you trade them away for Jordan a half-eaten sandwich. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what you're getting out of that. And a half-eaten sandwich's shoe. That's Devin Funches, by the way. Oh, uh, oh I found out who it is. Broncos fan 50. There. All right. There. Enjoy your credit. Enjoy your slight lack of disappointment now that I attached your name to this. Oh, and I love the thing that makes this even better mm-hmm. is that the commissioner actually vetoed it. I know. Which tells you just how bad it actually is. Okay, I mean, I, I have a love hate relationship with that part of the story because hashtag no veto. True, but, but the fact that the commissioner thought it had to be a mistake sure. because it was that lobsided. Yeah. I mean, yeah. His first thought wasn't even collusion. It was just, oh, this is a fucking mistake. He was like, a fat foot, yeah. fat thumb, this thing. I mean, come on. That's <laughs> just terrible. Uh, I love it. Thank you so much again. I hate it, but I do love it. Uh, our lives here. I need more of that. I need it injected into my veins. Yes. <laughs> I just want that every day. So, uh, all right, let's move on. All right. So this week, um, we're about halfway through our divisional breakdowns. Yes. And um, we've got the NFC East this week. So Cowboys, Giants, Redskins, Eagles. Yep. All right. You did it. So I did it. Look at me. Yay. I know football (laughs) things. All right. So uh, last year's records, we've got the Cowboys came in at 10 and 6. The Eagles were 9 and 7. Washington at 7 and 9. And the Giants at 5 and 11. Pretty, Pretty gross. Yeah. Gross division again last year. Um, but I think as we'll talk about here coming up, I don't think we anticipate that being the norm heading no. into this season. No, absolutely not. Not necessarily. All right, so we'll kick things off here with the New York football giants. So for quarterbacks, we've got Eli Manning, 
Kyle Lawata. And, and some guy called Daniel Jones. Danny Jones! I don't know why I felt that necessary to do, but I think it's just to give him some sort of steam. You know, we got to get that. Well, he's going to be going. getting all the steam. Oh, 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 hey. All right. Then for running backs, um, some guy called Saquon Barkley. I don't know. I, I don't think you're pronouncing good. that right. No? No, I think it's Saskoon Barty. But it's a first time mistake, and I'll forgive it. Is it, is it Norwegian? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> all right. I think it's Finnish. Okay. Perfect. No. And then we've got uh, Wayne Gallman, Paul Perkins, Rod Smith, a whole lot of nobodies. Uh, wide receivers, we've got... Um, all the slot receivers. All the slot receivers. So we've got uh, Corey Coleman, uh, Russell Shepard, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate. You know, that's about it. I mean... Cody Latimer, I guess. Why even Darius Slayton? Chart at this point. I mean, and Benny Fowler Just could be a thing. Feel right. And then tight ends, we've got uh, Evan Ingram. And he's really the only the only know, guy we give fantasy relevant tight end there. So, um, all right, let's get into it. Yes. Regression time. Yeah, leave us off here, Jake. I would love to. Uh, talking again about Saskatoon Bartleby. Uh, again, the running back for the football giants, Saquon Barkley. Uh, I, what do you? Where do you go from number one? This is what we talk about all the time in this section of it. It's it's where do you go? So, do I trust that Saquon Barkley will repeat as um, as the stud that he was last year? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I think it will also take a slight dip back. Um, so, so he, you wouldn't draft him first overall in a redraft. I wouldn't league. have an issue with it necessarily, but personally, no. I, I would have a couple of other guys. I would rather go McCaffrey, Zeke, even. We'll see about the suspension possibilities and all that stuff later, um, and we'll get into that maybe. Maybe a bit. Uh, even Alvin Kamara, I'd be tempted to go okay. over him, but. I don't have an issue with anybody taking him number one. I just don't see how he'll continue to be as dominant as he was without Odell there. That's my big issue. Odell, I think, just gave him enough of a, of a threat where people didn't just come in and try and stomp him down right away. I think he's good enough to get the job done regardless. I just can see slight statistical regression until they get their shit figured out. So, still top five? I'd say he's right on the threshold of top five. Yep. Oh, so outside the top five. No, I mean, like I could, I could. <laughs> I'm trying to box you in here. <laughs> if I could, I won't let you. If I could put him at five point five, that would be ideal for me. That's where I want. Okay. Five point five. All right. Who is your regression candidate? I've got Sterling Shepard as my regression candidate. Mm. Wow. Oh. I've never been a big Sterling Shepard believer. No. You know we've. As you said, you know, Odell's not there anymore. So I think that coverage that he normally got is going to be rolled over to Sterling Shepard. Uh, I know Golden Tate is there, but I don't know that he's, you know, that deep play threat 
you know, that you're going to stick your number one uh, corner on any longer. Not that he's ever really a deep play threat, but, no. you know, he's getting up there in age. I just don't, you know, like I said, I don't see the number one corner getting rolled over to him. You don't think Shepard can be the guy? No, I don't. Okay. I think he's a solid number two wide receiver on a team, and that's all he is. That's all he is. That's right. Uh, I think Evan Ingram's going to have a big year. It's been shown statistically that when uh, Beckham was out, that Ingram, his targets, yards, touchdowns, the whole thing increased significantly. So now that um, Odell's gone, you know, that should, that trend should continue. And then, of course, you got Saquon doing Saquon things out of the backfield, catching balls, um, running balls, yes, holding on to balls. Mm hmm. Trying to make sure balls don't get swatted out from him. Correct. He does a, he does a lot with balls. I'll he does. It's really impressive. All right. So I see that um, you yeah. have Sterling Shepard as your up and coming player. Yeah. We're Why have, is that? We're gonna have some words about this. So let's talk. Let's talk this out <laughs> over over some nice iced tea. Uh, Sterling Shepard by default has to get put into that role. He may not want to be put there. The Giants may not want to put him there. There is nobody there currently that can better slot into that role aside from Evan Ingram. I expect Evan Ingram, like you do, I think, to get the majority of the work, but he is going to be, Sterling Shepard, is going to be the third option on this offense. I'm not super worried about Golden Tate. Um, I think Golden Tate will be just fine. Just fine is a complimentary piece. But I think Sterling Shepard, youth is on his side, number one, which I'm not projecting like the beginning of the end for Golden Tate, but also it makes me real icky inside to think about him being their number one wide receiver. So I think by default, Sterling Shepard will get the most of the work. I don't think he has to be an outside guy. I think they will shove Golden Tate to the outside because he's proven, well, once upon a time he could do that. Let's just do it. Yeah, years ago. Let's just do it again. It's the Giants. He's not that guy, though. I'm not talking rationally. I'm talking Giants talk here. I think they will move him to the outside. And whoever goes to the outside is done. Unless Eli is officially benched and out of the picture, whoever goes there might as well be dead. So Sterling Shepard, for me, less icky of the wide receiving options. I'm taking him. All right. Well, I have... Daniel Jones as my up-and-coming player. So all my woes I just talked about are appeased? Is that what we're saying? Well, not immediately. Um, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to start the season as the starter. I think they're going to get to that point where they're out of the playoffs and then, you know, with maybe like six to eight games left, then he'll get thrust into the starting job. Week six. They're 0-6 and they're just like, Danny. Could be a thing. All right. You know, uh, he is the future of the franchise, for better or for worse. Giants fans, I don't know, uh, but I he he will be starting games before the end of the year. He's going to have some fantasy value. I mean, look at uh, how all the quarterbacks, you know, in the last couple years they've gotten thrown in. They've done decently well, you know, fantasy wise. I'm not saying real football wise. It's not like they're necessarily winning a ton of games, but for fantasy football wise. You know, they've, they've done all right. So this is going to be a late season pickup off the waiver wire. 
I'm not advocating drafting him in redraft. Please do not do that. <laughs> if you do, don't at me. All right, I'm not telling you to do that, but just, just you know, be chill about it, you guys. Be chill about it. Just, just watch the news. When you hear that rumblings that Eli is going to get benched, that's the time to go grab him. Even if you're a week or two early, that way you got him. You'll have the new starter there, especially if you have Eli as your starting quarterback, which if you do, I'm really sorry. Not the best situation there. Yeah, there's no amount of our uh, show that can help you if Eli is your starting quarterback, I'm afraid. So that's why he's my up-and-coming player. All right. I mean, I can't pick any bones with that because you know how I feel about Eli. I do. You know how desperately I want to punch him in his dumb face it's gonna be a sad day when he gets benched and, and is no longer playing it really then is one of your favorite players is it's gonna just, be not playing anymore I won't <laughs> have all this hostility to try and vent on him I'm gonna have to find somebody else Cutler's gone I can't I can't vent on Cutler all the dumb face quarterbacks are really taking a sidestep the good news Daniel Jones face you well, they're basically clones. Yeah, so I think they're I basically can, clones. I think I can make it happen. I can do this. I just don't know if his attitude is the same, where he'll make the dumb faces, <laughs> but um, remains to be seen. Give him time. That's right. He's got to grow into it. That's All right. right. Well, let's keep this going on your question marks then, because I'm yes. curious about uh, elaborate. Elaborate for me. So I have the QBs, and I kind of you know mentioned it already. It's just at what point does Daniel Jones actually take over? You know, which you want to do an over under. Sure. Yeah? You can set the over-under. All right. Give, our last one. give me a minute. Okay. I got to see I gotta see what I actually projected it, because I do have it. him projected to start games. Okay. So. In the meantime, let's, let's hear from our non-sponsor, Great Lakes Brewing. Great Lakes Brewing, Holy Moses, Raspberry White Ale. When you're feeling religious uh, and you need some sacrament, Holy Moses from Great Lakes Brewing. Do you like raspberries? I sure do. Reminds me of what my grandpa used to say about them. He said, hey kid, never have a raspberry unless it's shoved inside of a beer bottle. I said, grandpa, you crazy. And here we are, Great Lakes Brewing. Holy Moses. Got it. Thank you for filling that time. That was delightful. So well. You want me to set the over under of starting games for Daniel Jones? Yeah, that works. Um, I'm going with six. Six, I'm going to take the under. Okay. I think this is a legitimate farewell tour, and they're going to they're gonna wait as long as possible. And it's going to be excruciating, and nobody's going to like it. But it's going to happen. There it is. Beer bet. Beer bet. Let's do it. Done. Cheers. Done, sir. Mmm, it tastes like victory. All right, let's, let's talk about some more wide receivers. Because we have to. I put my question marks, and we can do this very quickly and move on. Every other receiver that's not Sterling Shepard. I don't know what anybody else is going to be able to make out of this, um, nor do I want to even try and project it. My advice is to stay away from everybody that's not Sterling Shepard. You can take Golden Tate in the 9th or 10th and hope that he gets touchdowns. Because that was his thing. He was always pretty good at getting those touchdowns. Not really, but maybe he will be this year. Uh, it's gross. It's gross. So let's move on. Washington? Is that what it says? I was typing in our beer bet here, so it's, so we have that on record. Fine. I'm yes, excited. Washington. Here we go. So the depth chart. Quarterbacks, we've got uh, rookie 
Dwayne Haskins, got Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, and Alex Smith. We know Alex Smith won't be playing this year, but he still is on the roster. He's there in spirit. Yes. Running backs, we've got Darius Geis, Bryce Love, Samaje Pirine, Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson. Quite the running back group. Yeah. Wide receivers, we got Josh Doxson, Kelvin Harmon, Terry McLaurin, Trey Quinn, Paul Richardson. He's still there. He's still there. Okay. According to the Washington Redskins uh, rosters on their official website. All right. I'll choose to believe them. And then for tight ends, we've got uh, Vernon Davis, Jordan Reed, and probably my favorite name to say. What is it? Jeremy Sprinkle. Sprinkle? You like the sprinkle? Yeah, I like that name. A little sprinkle of sunshine? Yeah, that's right. So yeah. that's who we've got there for the uh, roster in Washington. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, disgusting. This is gross. Let's talk about it. All right, let's do it. So regression candidate for me. Yes. Do you mind if I lead this one off? Yeah, lead it off. I just want to go ahead and kick this old guy while he's still up. <laughs> it's Adrian Peterson. Um, Adrian Peterson proved everybody uh, stupid last Again. year for doubting him. Again. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We've been downing him for years. That No, this is the end. He's too old. Yeah, it's the Tom Brady of running backs, basically. Every year it's like, oh, here's the decline. The decline's coming. No, you guys, don't even bother with it. Here, he, He's not going to be usable. I was going to say he's the Frank Gore of running backs, but there's <laughs> only one Frank Slots Gore of running backs. That's man. right. <laughs> uh, he is basically Frank Gore Jr., but not because there's already Frank Gore, Frank Gore Jr. He's somewhere in between. So he's Frank Gore Jr. Jr.? No. I think he should be Frank Gore Jr. And Frank Gore Jr. should be Frank Gore Jr. Jr. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I think that works. I'll take it. Uh, Adrian Peterson finished as RB19 in PPR formats. What the fuck? How is that possible? Because he's Adrian Peterson. He's good. But still? He's, he's still Adrian Peterson? Why can't you just be Grandpa Peterson so that I know what to do with you on my on my roster? I am I'm I know it's the boy who cried, you know, regression. But Adrian Peterson, I don't see a world where Darius Geis is not effective this year. I know the worries about the injury. He's good. He's fine. Even if he doesn't start off with a bang, he's coming. Darius Geis is coming for that job. Adrian Peterson will surely be good in some facet um, as a real football player. But as fantasy, I won't take him unless he falls significantly, like double digits, well at least, before I'm drafting him. Um, that's And PPR, it was a weird thing last year. Like He was mm-hmm. kind of doing all the stuff. He was doing all the stuff. Chris Thompson was... He was out or injured. Out and ineffective, even mm-hmm. when he was in, really. So it was just an oddball year. So all those guys are coming back. Bryce I mean, Love he had a whole out. whopping 20 receptions last year. Which I feel like is 18 more <laughs> than he normally gets. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. I don't know. The whole situation blew my fucking mind. And he's not breaking off any more 80-yard runs. Actually, he probably That's not will. true. He, he will. probably will. But he's only going to have like two... And then it's going to come at the end of the... It's going to be like a Derrick Henry situation. 
I, I just don't I don't believe that there is a world where Darius Geis is not the dude at some point this year. So step back for Adrian Peterson. We salute you. All right. I have uh, Josh, Josh Doxon as my regression candidate. Dacta is in. I just don't believe in him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be blunt. How fucking rude. <laughs> I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. Yeah. He's still obviously a very talented football player. Compared yeah. to me. No, you hear that, Josh? You're a good football player, but he doesn't believe in That's you. right. Uh, you know, we've got Mr. Irrelevant from last year, Trey Quinn, who is locked and loaded in that slot role. Yeah. We brought in the two rookies this year. We got Terry McLaurin, who was Dwayne Haskins' college buddy that they were throwing balls to throughout his college career. So they've got that connection. And Kelvin Harmon is just woefully undervalued at this point. I don't think it's going to take much to um, beat out Josh Doxson. You don't believe in that draft capital coming to roost? No, I don't. He's had his chances. I I just don't believe it. So, And it's not like he had, you know, an incredible year last year. Um, I just... I just don't see him improving at all either. That's the thing. All right, so, so he's going to eventually just get boxed out by his competition. Yes, he'll. He didn't set a very high bar, and I know their, you know, wide receiver, wide receiver, their quarterback play was kind of a dumpster fire all year. It but, was a poopy. But I think Haskins will come in. He'll get the job right away out of the gate, and it's going to be a totally different offense because of it. So. Fair. That's what I have. Fair. Well, I'll talk about the guy who's actually going to be productive then in there. Yeah, do it. Talked about him already. Mystery relevant. About to be relevant. Uh, Trey Quinn. I like it. Second year in the system. A little more comfortable. That's mm-hmm. the last last pick of the draft. It's a little rough, I feel like, coming in. Well, and he ended up on injured reserve at the end of the season. Well, he just he didn't get opportunities. Except for two games. And in those two games, he was good. I mean, for your fantasy team, he was not great. Let's not misconstrue. Um, but in two games, I mean, he ended up targeted ten times, nine receptions, and a touchdown. Hey, that's good. Yeah. His catch percent. He's got great hands. Say what you want about this dude, but he's got great hands. Um, I, I like him. I just like him. And I think I like him for the same reasons that you dislike their incumbent wide receivers. Um, and the coaches have been talking him up, you know. Yeah. Gotta, gotta love that that June July uh, coach speak. Oh, it's you so know, it's the best. Good. I want to fall asleep to it. <laughs> no, but I like him, and uh, I like who you have listed here as well for up and coming. Oh, yes, yeah. uh, Darius Geis. Uh-huh. What's not the love? Uh, you know, we saw the flash in the preseason last year. Uh, until he tore his ACL, everyone, I mean, the hype train was starting hard after that, like, first preseason game when he just busted out those runs. Uh, you know, had he come out in a different year than Saquon Barkley, he would have been the Saquon Barkley of the draft. He basically, you know, he would have killed the combine had Barkley not been there. So, you know, he's he's uber-talented. You know, meets all the metrics. High draft capital mm-hmm. is an unfortunate accident, 
you know, but we see running backs, not just running backs, but all players coming back from ACL tears. I know there's the scares with the, you know, the infection and whatnot, but I mean, he is running again. It looks like he's going to be ready to go for, for training camp. You know, so I have no worries. He's going to come in and he's just going to take over that job. I sure hope you're right. Me I think too. You are. I believe in this particular case that you are. All right, I'm excellent. Willing to extend you that. All right, then question marks. Well, I don't feel as confident in Dwayne Haskins starting out the gate as you. Um, Case Keenum is nobody's, I don't think, ideal version of a franchise quarterback, no. as evidenced by the fact that he has not stayed with one team for the last several years. True story. But is he good enough to start the first few games? Yes. Yes, he is. I think he proved that in Minnesota. And in, in spurts, he was even okay as a Jeff Fisher quarterback. I feel like that gives you special accolades for life. Um, but I, I Dwayne Haskins is good. Um, there was talk about him pre-draft, you know, going as the number two quarterback. Obviously, that didn't happen because the Giants did a Giants thing, but Dwayne Haskins... They pulled a Gettleman. They pulled a Gettleman. Dwayne Haskins is good. I think he will be a very good quarterback. I think it will be one of those competitions that is going to take longer than anybody wants it to. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't... I just don't like it. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You don't have to like it. And I'm not going to. And I refuse to. Who do you... Who do you question this year? I question the wide receiver core. You know, I know I was kind of talking down Josh Doxson and talking about the other receivers there, Trey Quinn, the rookies. Don't you say anything bad about Trey Quinn after I said all those great hey, things. I, I like him. <laughs> don't, don't look at me like that. I will. Other than Trey Quinn in the slot, we really don't know how the wide receiver core is going to shake out. Who's going to be on the outside? Who's going to be the number two? The, you know, Who's going to be the third wide receiver out there and you know, outside of the slot and the four wide receiver sets, etc. It you know, two rookies. It's hard to tell. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out come uh, training camp here in a few weeks. You know, once you start seeing, you know, how some of the players are being used, some of the hype, actually see them in the preseason games. You know, I think that's going to be the big tell. You know, come that especially that first preseason game, who's out there with the ones? You know, I, then that's the time that you know you should really be. Um, maybe taking a stab at, at, you know, whoever is in that starting lineup. Fair enough. Just hold your nose and pick whoever happens to fall into that. That's right. Man, they've just had so, such bad wide receivers for so long. Or have they just had such a bad offense for so long? Or have they had just bad play calling? It's like, I don't know. Is it bad, you know, GM decisions? Well, I think it could be everything that was just mentioned. Honestly. Or, or, <laughs> or, is it, you know, like a bad medical room? Because it seems like their players are always getting injured. Always getting infected somehow. I don't know what that's you about know, either. Jordan Reed's been injured for like the last six seasons in a row. Sure. Hey, yeah. maybe it's not really Jordan Reed's fault. 
Maybe Very it's Washington's well. fault. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. We're going to have to rethink. We're on to something here. Jordan Reed. All right. Let's move on from that stinky mess. All right. We'll move on to the Cowboys. Merkus team. Ugh, gross. I know. All right. So we've got Dak Prescott as the quarterback. Woo-hoo. Really the only fantasy relevant quarterback there. And then running backs, we've got Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, for those of you that um, didn't understand my, my shorthand AKA there. AKA Easy E? No. Oh, come on, man. Nope. That was, I nope. thought that was a great nope. one. No, I am shutting it down. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, keep going. <laughs> and then we've got a couple of rookies, Tony Pollard, Mike Weber Jr. The only other person with any sort of uh, experience is Darius Jackson. That's about it for the running back uh, room. Wide receivers, you know, we've got Amari Cooper, came over in the trade last year, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb. Oh, buddy. Well, near and dear to our hearts. Uh huh. Homer alert. We've got uh, Alan Hearns. Um, not much else. Tavon Austin, I guess. Bunch of other uh, no name guys. And then for tight ends. We've got the 180-year-old Jason Witten and Blake Jarwin, Rico Gathers. That's really about it as far as the tight end room. So there is your roster. Cool. Regression candidate. Yeah. You want to start? I will start. Please do. Uh, My regression candidate for the Cowboys is Amari Cooper. You don't like that calamari? I don't. I, I and He's still going to have a fine season. He's not going to be anywhere near the draft capital you have to spend on him. No? No. And he's too boomer bust for my liking. Oh, my friend. Oh, we're going to have to talk about that. But okay. Are we? Yes, we really are. Are we? Yes, really? we really are. You continue going, though. <laughs> but we are going to have to talk about that. Well, I, so, I, I want to hear your your reasons that you disagree. I think you're still basing his whole boomer bust thing off of what he did with the Raiders. You can argue that when when he came to Dallas, he had okay, yeah, he had a couple of games where he disappeared, but it was nothing like the way that he disappeared in Oakland. He didn't he didn't put up goose eggs. All right, so so what week did he get traded? Do you remember? I want to say that was week eight or thereabouts. Which would make sense, because I see a few zeros in here, so maybe that was when he got traded. So, he, your disappearing thing, your boomer bust thing, first of all, you have to realize how difficult it is to come over to a new team and then produce. Ask Golden Tate how difficult that is. It's not easy. He still managed to put up gigantic weeks for you. And on the whole, he was more consistent than he was in Oakland in his first half season with a new team. Okay. Don't you even. Don't okay. you even. From week nine on mm-hmm. till the end of the season, so halfway through the season, yeah. he had two wide receiver one weeks, one wide receiver two week. Two wide receiver three weeks, a wide receiver four, and then three weeks, he wasn't even a wide receiver four. Okay, that's three weeks. That's four weeks. When are you starting a wide receiver four? 
NPS that was in the playoffs. A, you absolutely are for the fantasy start playoffs. A, a, I should say a wide say. receiver four in your flex from time to time. That's just the nature of, of the beast. Not every you can't always roster top thirty six wide receivers. No, you can't. In a twelve team league, it's just not always possible. So sometimes that's going to happen, but. More importantly, the weeks that he he did well, he won you those weeks. So, so, you, so you would say on, on, on the weeks that he did well, he boomed, but then Stop on the weeks it. he did not do Stop well, he it. busted? I don't call a wide receiver for a bust, first of all. Because if you can use them in your flex, I don't consider that a bust. I consider bust those disappearing goose eggs like he delivered in Oakland. That's you a consider eight points me. a good week? I, it's not a bust. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's, I, I don't call it, is it not a good week. A good week, I call it usable. Well, eight I hope I play you every usable. fucking week this season because you can take all the eight points on your team and you, I know you'll be happy with it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to fucking love it. But he switched halfway through the year. No, he did. I'm not saying that that is what to expect from him this year. I'm saying that considering what you got from him in Oakland, what you got from him in Dallas is a step up, and you should actually be happy with that if you were the person who absorbed him coming to Dallas. Let me give you his some of his splits here. All right, His full season pace in Oakland was 83 targets, 59 receptions, 752 yards, and three touchdowns. That, my friend, is a bust. That is a bust player. His full season pace in Dallas was 134 targets, 94 receptions, 1,296 yards, and 9 touchdowns. Would you call that production a bust? I would harbor to think I would not. not no, I would not call it a bust, mm-hmm. but he's still boom or bust. See, it's, I just... It, you're going to have the weeks where, yeah, he's going to score and go off the sheet for, like, 40 fantasy points. But he's also going to have those weeks where you get eight points. And I know you're happy with that. But if I'm spending a second-round pick on a wide receiver, I don't want that volatility in my lineup. Because when you have that draft capital in, invested, you're going to want to have to start him every single week. You're going to feel like, oh, I drafted him in the second round. I've got to start him. And I just don't want that. That's fair. I, I will take him from you happily because I expect him All to right. improve in his consistency marks from where you where you are drafting. All right. Um, and as the wide receiver 12, I know it's a little higher than some people want to invest, and that's fine. I'm okay with it. See, and I am not. You can have all the shares. Perfect. Done. All, all right. right. So moving on. Who's your, who's your regression candidate? You know what? Now I'm going to call him this nickname just to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Ezekiel Elliott. Um, look, the, even without the suspension possibility, which I hope is overblown, I do. I don't know. We should find out. You would think relatively quickly. I know he met with the commissioner this week. Yes. So we, we you would think they would hand out the uh, the suspension here relatively quickly. You would think so. But perhaps you don't recall the history of Ezekiel Elliott and his suspensions, because it's never been a great. Um, I think I, I think they're going to drop the suspension this Friday because it's a holiday weekend. Everyone's you know no one's going to be paying attention to the news, so it's just going to slide in at that like four o'clock um, news dump. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, I would be so happy as a Zeke owner in Dynasty, um, but even even if he does not get a suspension, there's still the worry about the 300 carry curse 
Um, so I'll just say that it just popped up on the sleeper app. Ooh, um, alert! Optimism. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott avoids suspension. Now it's not confirmed, but there's optimism that oh, he's avoiding suspension. That's not a real news alert. Sorry. Damn it. <laughs> But it could be gearing towards the right direction. Maybe by the time you guys hear this, it will already Correct. be settled. That would be nice. Correct. That way we don't have to talk about this ever again. Um, until next year when it inevitably somehow happens again. But the 300 carry curse is real. It's a thing. True. Running backs who tote the rock 300 times uh, in a single season have statistically averaged significantly fewer yards in overall production the next year. On average, 762 yards Fewer the next year. In fact, the only person since 2011 who has carried the ball 300 times and done better or the same the next year is Marshawn Lynch. Now, granted, I think Zeke is amazing as a running back. I think he's a great. He's player. no beast mode though, huh? He, I think he could could be. So, but you're asking him to be Marshawn to beat this thing, to just beat statistical history. Right. Right. Um, now maybe there's maybe this is overblown. Maybe that's you know for for a young player like Zeke, maybe he can avoid this anyhow, and I hope that that's true. But I also do feel like um, like there's cause for concern. Oh, absolutely, general. absolutely. But I think he'll still be great. Like I said, I could still see him taking him number one number overall. One. Yeah, I could still see that. So. When I say regression, again, we have to fucking right. preface with a caution that we don't mean they're going to fall off the face of the planet, but... If you're expecting the same stats as last year, it's not necessarily going to happen. Sorely, actually, it could. It could. <laughs> but, but chances are, history says... You know what? Maybe I should move him to a question mark. As I'm even going through this, I'm like, you know what? I don't even know if I'm believing <laughs> that he's really going to take a step back without the suspension. Right. You know... Full 16 games, do I yes. think he takes a step back? I don't know. Oh, question mark. I'm putting him question mark. Right. Audible. Audible. All right, so Jake doesn't have a regression candidate then. Or a backbone, evidently. Or that either. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> All right, okay. we'll, we'll move on to our up-and-coming players. Yeah. Um, Jake. Yeah, we already want, covered this. I say, do you really need any... No. Do you have anything to add? We're not, that's why we, that discussion we, went <laughs> as long as it did about Amari Cooper's, because Amari is my up-and-coming player all right uh, up and coming for a new team and uh i think we put that to bed all so right we can move on okay so my up and coming player is michael gallup rookie last year we all know it takes rookies you know except for the you know phenomenal 2014 class it mm-hmm. takes rookies you know usually that two to three year window to really break out and and find their groove in the league you know he's going into a second season for whatever reason, he wasn't really targeted a ton, which, you know, is kind of surprising. I don't know if it the just... The Beasles was inheriting all of his uh, target true. share. There he was, was that. Who is now gone. He's gone. You know, with with Randall Cobb coming into town, taking over that Beasles role, you know, will that play a factor? I don't think so. You know, I really think that, you know, with a full year... You know, another offseason, working with Dak. I think he's going to be just fine, and I think he's he is my up-and-coming player for that reason. That's fair. Rookies, it's just tough. Yeah. Man, especially in a in an offense that was so shiftless last mm-hmm. year. It's just, it couldn't get picked down, and then the Amari thing obviously coming, and that might have 
kind of nipped his uh, mm-hmm. his growth mm-hmm. a little bit. So I could totally see that. All right, question marks then. Well, my question marks is who's going to be the number two wide receiver there? Truly, who's going to be the fantasy wide receiver two on that team? History, I guess, might suggest that it's Randall Cobb because Dak's uh, exuberance towards the slot role is pretty undeniable. But was that a product of it being Beasley? Yeah, was he just that good? The new chemistry with Cobb Mm -hmm. could be an issue. Also, can Cobb even stay healthy at this point in his career? That remains to be seen. Very true. Is Alan Hearns just completely gone? Yeah. Do we chalk that up to just a random down year for Alan Hearns? Because before that... Well, he kind of, you know, grossly broke his ankle. Well, that I'd, was gnarly. I'd call, I'd call that a down <laughs> and not in a good, and not, It wasn't gnarly in a good way. It was gnarly in a very gross and disgusting way. It was one that was hard to watch yes. once. Let alone yes. when they... You know it's bad when they don't show the, the replay. Yeah, absolutely. That's when you know it's... When you have yep. to go to Twitter to see what yep. actually happens, oh, that's yeah. when you know it's really bad. But, I mean, even before that, even before that situation, it's like, I, I don't know what that was about who knows if he will come back right. at what point in the year he'll come back and exactly be, and be good um, maybe it'll, maybe he'll be okay by a few games yeah I don't know. it's just the whole thing is is weird mm-hmm. um, yeah that's what I got what do all you right got? I've got the tight ends Jason Witten slash the rest of the tight ends <laughs> um, you know old man Witten's coming out of retirement because um, he I wants to it. play football not because he sucked at broadcasting, but because he wants to oh, play yeah. football. Totally um, you know, does he have anything left in the tank at this point? <laughs> I don't know. Is this going to, you know... His tank at this point is like a lawnmower. You know, not like a not like a Hummer. It's like a lawnmower tank. It's like, yeah, he might have just enough to get through three quarters of your yard before it springs a leak. But boy... I don't want to risk that. <laughs> Just give me the thing that'll cut all my fucking grass. Well, and are any of these tight ends that thing? I don't think so. I just, no. I don't think there's a good option. I know, you know, last off season and, you know, showed in a couple of weeks there, Blake Jarwin, you know, but, you know, does this slow his growth in opportunities with Witten coming back? Just a lot of question marks there at the tight ends. I, I would stay away from them. I don't think there's going to be really anyone that's fantasy relevant. You know, maybe Witten if you have like an no. early like bye no. week or something and no. you need a tight end, but that God, would be no. about it. I'm not saying you should do Please it. I'm saying as like a break glass in case of emergency type situation, no. that would be it. <laughs> that's the worst thing you want. You might as well grab the axe by the blade when you're doing that. Don't don't take Witten for the love of God. Don't put him in your lineups. It's not going to work for you. I don't like it. All right. Um, so he's not a question mark for me, if you can't tell. He's just okay. a don't. <laughs> All right. And then uh, we'll finish off with the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Probably one of the best, you know, fantasy football teams out there to talk about. Oh, yeah. Lots of opportunities out yeah. there. Yeah. This one gets me all revved up. Ooh. Let's do it. All right. So we've got uh, Carson Wentz. And Cody Kessler as your quarterbacks. Yep. No more foals. No more foals. And then running backs, we've got just a whole gaggle of them. We've got Josh Adams, Corey Clement, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Austin Scott, Wendell Smallwood. 
<laughs> got lots there. Lots to work with. Yeah. And then wide receivers, we've got Nelson Aguilar, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. We've got Deshaun Jackson, Elshon Jeffrey, Charles Johnson, Braxton Miller. You can stop. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I was just trying to be... Uh, you know, Inclusive. as complete as I can. Yeah, that's nice of you. Very All right, nice. and then for tight ends, we've got you know, Jack, 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 Jack. What? Zach Ertz. <laughs> what the? Do you smell toast? Did you just? Have... I don't taste any pennies, okay, so good. we're good there. So good. Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard and Richard Rogers. Hey. Hey. He won't be there by the time the season rolls <laughs> <No. laughs> Uh, and that's basically it as far as our fantasy relevant yeah. uh, players on the offense there. For sure. For so, sure. who do you have for your regression candidate? Well, my regression candidate is Nelson Aguilar. And uh, I don't know if it has to be said, but I'm going to say it anyways. J.J. Ortega Whiteside is quite good at football. And he's already proving to coaching staff that he is quite good at football. And maybe that's coach speak. Very possibly. Probably coach speak but I've seen that guy play in college I've seen the stats I like the draft capital involved he could be one of those rookies I stay away from rookie wide receivers typically and redraft but he's one who with your last pick I'd even consider me mm-hmm. taking um, Nelson Aguilar had a perfect storm of a lot of things working in his favor last year to finish as highly as he did and he didn't even finish that well he was wide receiver 34 usable usable guy, but he was usable because Alshon was banged up. He was usable because of the quarterback flailings that kind of happened. He was usable because a lot of shit was bad at the running back position. And not anybody was really getting significant targets there. Zach Ertz is the target guy. And we saw Mm -hmm. that when Ertz was playing full throttle. Nelson Aguilar also disappeared for big chunks um, throw in an extra guy who they really believe in and I'm out alright I'm out on him and they never signed him to an extension he's on the last year of his rookie no. contract so I mean how much you'd think if they really believed in him that they would have signed him even for like a mid-level deal but they yeah. didn't do that so yeah my guess is he's on a very short leash here I think best case scenario for him if you're a dynasty owner is that he does go to a different right. team next and gets year. Right, gets a clean slate and Maybe second chance. Maybe he goes to the Giants and fills in that sixth slot role. You know, Maybe. that could happen. <laughs> um, but that's what you're hoping for. Who is your regressor? Mine is Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. He was just outside the wide receiver two overall mm-hmm. category. Came in 26th. I end up thinking he's going to finish right around the same area. Um, I just, I don't believe he'll stay healthy. You know, as you said, you know, offense goes through Zach Ertz. Um, you know, as to allude what we're going to talk about here in a minute, how, um, <laughs> we're really how, tiptoeing around our next players. Really. Well, no, how involved are the running backs going to be? You know, there's just a lot of, a lot of question marks. And I just, I just don't see Jeffrey doing it. I just don't believe in him. Do you think Alshon plays, and this isn't like a beer bet thing, but do you think Alshon plays more than he did last year? He played 13 
West. I think he will. You think he'll, he'll probably be down. dinged up and he'll play know, through. He, yeah, he'll play through. Okay. Fair. Well, then let's talk about some excitement because we, yes. again we've tiptoed around these guys a little yes. bit, but your up and coming player, I just I love. Yes, it's it's JJ. JJ Arthega Whiteside. Just kudos on that over pronunciation, yes. by the way. Really nailed it. Well, that came from him. Did it? Yes, that actually came from him. So that that is the correct pronunciation. Okay, this isn't going to be a a Tyrod Tyrod situation. Well, maybe I'm just I'm just I'm just telling you. Good. Last I heard, I want to know. I want to know these things. I don't want to sound like an asshole when I say it wrong. Too late. (laughs) That's true. All right. What do you like about him? He, as you said, he's just very exciting. Um, He's going to be the downfield threat. Um, He's just. What's not to like about him? I, I'm just very excited about he's him. Versatile. He's, he's very versatile. Really versatile. You know, as we said, the coach speak is already uh, getting out of control on him. Oh yeah. He, he, it's just what's not to love. He's the new toy. Yep, shiny new toy in town. That's right. Shiny new old toy in town, who I also like for a up and comer, Dallas Goddard. Yes, I like this pick as well. I like Dallas Goddard a lot. This is again to the detriment of Nelson Aguilar because you're throwing another guy in the middle of the field. Um, but Goddard proved that he could he could be a stretcher. Yeah, he held fantasy value at times last week, last week, last year. Sure. I mean, he still holds fantasy value this week oh. and last week in Dynasty. So I know yes. exactly what you're talking about. Thank you. Uh, but Dallas Goddard, so, I, it hurts to say, like, versatile for a tight end. But he really is. He, he can do a lot of things, and he's not just going to be good for real fantasy football he's going to be good for or excuse me not just good for real NFL football he's going to be good for fantasy football as well honestly I could see this being the year where he cuts into Zach Ertz's target share a little bit um, and you don't see that ridiculous number of receptions that he saw last year I mm-hmm. think Goddard will soak some of that up I think they can make both of them very usable for fantasy this year all right hey uh, we're we're in agreement for once here this week this. So this. we both have the running backs as our question marks. Why do you have them as the question mark, Jake? Because I wanted us to get along. No, I just really don't know what to think about Miles Sanders. Oh, the Twitter debates I've had about Miles Sanders. And it's, it's nerve-wracking to look at a team and a coach that has consistently used an RBBC mm-hmm. and to look at this guy and say, this is going to be the mold breaker. This is going to be the dude to do it. I don't know that I see Miles Sanders as that guy right away because Jordan Howard's there. And say what you want about Jordan Howard, but he was a good NFL running back at doing what he did last year for the Bears and, and previous years for the Bears. So, I don't know. Gives me pause. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. You know, I don't think... You know, Sanders is going to be the guy this year. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe he takes over the backfield. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. Howard's on the one-year deal, and then they have all those other guys that started. You know, last year on Adams. And, yeah, I mean, so they're probably not going to get rid of any of those guys, and they're all familiar with the offense already. They have their roles. They're probably going to keep those. Like I said, unless Sanders does something amazing in training camp in uh, preseason, but. You know, he missed the OTAs with the hamstring injury. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully that was just a precaution. And But 
he is kind of behind the eight ball as far as getting that, you know, live rep experience. Will it take him time to get acclimated? I don't know. I don't know that it'll be, you know, I'm not as worried about like him adjusting to NFL speed or anything as much as some of these, like Josh Jacobs, I kind of worry about that with a little bit, but I don't worry about it as much with Miles Sanders as much, but it is just, it's concerning. Like, Doug Peterson, what are you going to do with this guy? Mm-hmm. Are you really, are you going to adjust everything you've done the last four? Because the argument has, a, I don't know why I said argument like a pirate just now, but the argument has been, well, he hasn't had a guy like this that can do it all and break the mold. He, he hasn't had somebody worthy of getting all the carries. But he had LeGarrette Blunt in 2017, the year after he racked up almost 1,200 yards and 18 touchdowns. For the Patriots, I know it's the Patriots, but Patriots use a rotational backfield and LeGarrette Blunt got that much. He goes to, you know, he goes to Philly and he flounders. Is that mm-hmm. a product of the system? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It is. Weird beans, man. All right. Let's uh, close out this episode with our uh, season record predictions. Wrap it up. All right. So I've got the Eagles at 11 and 5, the Cowboys 9 and 7. The Giants at four and twelve, and Washington at three and thirteen. Woof. Yes, I have Eagles thirteen and three. I really believe in them. They've only added; they haven't really subtracted this year. Cowboys, True story. Cowboys ten and six, being stalwarts. Washington six and ten. Giants even lower at three and thirteen. Sorry, Giants, rebuilding year again. <laughs> All right, Jake, anything else to add here before we sign off this week? Nope. I just want to thank Great Lakes Brewing for providing this tasty Holy Moses grandpa-approved raspberry ale. All right. As always, check us out on Twitter. Uh, You can find us at uh, Drinking Fantasy. It's the podcast uh, Twitter handle. You can find me, Dustin, at FFDustyDog. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge. And, of course, drop us a line if you have any questions. We love answering questions. Um, you know, if you want to get into a nice little Twitter debate with us, we're always up for uh, a little friendly banter and debate. Yeah, keep it civil, though. Keep it civil. Faces. That's right. That's all right. We're here to have fun. We're not here to be mean. Is that how you ask for civility? Is with a good old dick face? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, that's how you know they're, you're joking. That's... <laughs> What a weird barometer you have. I know. But all right. All right, right, guys. Well, tune in uh, later this week. We're going to have our little mini episode. We're going to have an extra special bonus. Uh, So definitely check that out. Um, Check us out wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. We are available on pretty much any platform now. All the podcast things, we're there. We're there. Give us a rate and review. We appreciate it. Helps us get more noticed out there. So um, the more people notice us. The more people listen, the more special we feel inside. And the more nice things that we can buy all of you. That's right. Disclaimer. I was crossing my fingers. Okay. We don't have to do that. All right. Well, until next time, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers.